welcome to Auric Digital's How to Make a Video Game Podcast. Here, you'll be entertained, informed, and enlightened by the many goings-on within the studio as we introduce you to our projects, our colleagues, and give you a little insight into how we operate. Thanks for listening in. We hope you enjoy today's episode. MooCon. Can I get a moo, Matt? Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of moo? Ah, uh, a moo. Well, you just did one. I, that, there you go. I don't, need, I don't need to provide a moo. But anymore. I want one from you. <clears throat> See, yours was realistic. I went for like a fairy tale <laughs> fictional move, you know? This is what cows sound like in like Adventure Time or something like that. It's true. It's true. Um, MooCon. MooCon happened. It did, and it was great. It was really good. It was wasn't really good. It? I mean, it was the first big thing, the first big um, in person meet conference uh, with talks and workshops and great lunch mm. <laughs> and all this kind of stuff the first thing we'd done in person since the covid um, outbreak and so you know there's a lot of risk kind of going into it there's a lot of hell of a lot of planning hell of a lot of work you know we've talked about on this season about simfest online festivals and the amount of work that goes into this um mucon was was a whole other a whole other level um to bring that many people together from across the globe, we are not a Bristol studio. I mean, we're, we're based in Bristol. Most of our workforce are in Bristol. But we have people and, and devs all across the place now. And many of them came to Bristol for this event, which was just amazing. It was amazing. And the, the team, you know, the admin team behind creating the event, they did a fantastic job at facilitating like a hundred odd people in terms of travel and accommodation, getting everyone over, making sure that everyone was okay and comfortable as well because we we are a remote first studio that's really important to our company culture giving our employees the freedom to exist and express themselves however they want to or need to and still do great work every single day Mm. but we also wanted to do this in-person conference for the benefit of our company culture and why that was so important so this is obviously what we're going to get around to in the main chunk of the interview today but it's you know, what were the benefits, what was difficult about it, and how do we think that MooCon has changed us? I think MooCon's changed us. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the Moo has persisted. Um, <laughs> it's, it's changed who I am fundamentally as about a person, and it's it was a really, really nice time. Uh, we did some axe throwing as a... Mm, a I missed the axe throwing. You missed the axe throwing. I missed throwing. it, yeah, I missed it. Oh, I was naff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would pay good dollar to watch you throw an axe because I think, I think with a second go, yeah. I think you'd get that technique down and that thing would be swinging through the air oh, and just yeah, slam itself into the target. My absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, rather than us talk about it, let's hear from the, the pros who orchestrated the whole thing. Let's crack on over. If there was ever a member of Auroch Digital that deserved a sort of come on down, welcome back, or a WWE entrance style vocaloid, it would be the lovely Nina. It's been some four, five-ish seasons since your last appearance, we think. Don't quote me on that. Welcome back, Nina. Hi. Hello. Nice to be back. (laughs) It's great Uh, to have you back. Really great, really great. I recently found out what a... uh, uh, I found out that, you know, when someone does like, hello, this is Nina, and this is the Auroch Digital Podcast. It's called a radiota. 
A radiota? Yeah. Sorry, when you said that, all I can hear is Ray Liotta, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it now. That's, that's it. That's set in pod. It's set in pod. There we go. That's the tangent <laughs> everyone wants to know. But um, yeah, it's lovely to have you back, Nina. Um, this is our first time on a podcast episode together, which is also very nice. Um, just for the folks at home, because it's been a while since you've been in, do you want to give yourself an introduction, your role at Auroc? What do you kind of do in your day-to-day, that kind of thing? So lots changed in the last six, seven years or so, I'd say. <laughs> um, so two very different questions. Uh, so firstly, what's changed? Um, everything. Um, I think last time I was on this uh, podcast, we were were about 18 people uh, still based in our office in Stokes Croft in sunny old Bristol, Um, pre-pandemic, so everyone was still somewhat sane. Um, Yeah, so since then, we are now 125 people. We are a remote first studio, Um, so we still have an office in Bristol, though no longer on Stokes Croft. Um, and, but yeah, I think we only have an average of about 10 people that actually are in the office every day. Everyone else is scattered mostly around the UK with a few people that we have in Brazil and India and France, no, Germany. There we go. Um, yeah, so that's probably the biggest change as well as obviously being acquired by Sumo, which is why we've grown so quickly and a lot of wonderful things have happened. So yeah, that happened in September 21. Um, and with that change came a more uh, more kind of formalization of who I am and within Oroch. I think it was always kind of a unwritten rule, not rule, unwritten given. <laughs> I, was, I was Tom's right hand. Um, we never really managed to find a, a title that fit that. It was just known because we were small and we were all working in the office together. So you knew if you needed something, you came to me. Um, yes. But yeah, so when we got acquired, that got formalized to me being operations director, which in itself is not particularly helpful because you'd speak to any two operations director and their roles would be very different. Um, but I basically do pretty much most things. Um, I, I help Tom run, run the company. Um, so mundane stuff like payroll, admin, all of that's my remit. Um, what I'm passionate about is our company culture. So I take the lead on that. Um, and yeah, running things like MooCon, doing that alongside Tom and our wonderful admin team. I, it's difficult to say all the things I do because it, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. And you're still encountering new things every day that encompass your role and everything to come with the future as well. Not to mention your involvement in the wider games industry too, which is really, really cool. Yes. Um, yes. Recently getting, uh, reelected back onto the Yuki board, which is very exciting. Mm. yeah mm. well congratulations Jeez. it's really cool so uh you mentioned in there the word mucon um do you want to tell the folks at home uh be they developers players anything like that what is what is mucon what is it to us um and i guess kind of why did we do it what was the purpose for mucon so mucon mucon was born in my car um yeah. <laughs> so Sumo has their own internal conference called SDC, Sumo Developer Conference. Um, And Tom and I went to the very first one, I want to say last year, but I feel like time time blindness is actually the year before. It was last year, yeah. Um, So only Tom and I and a couple of other people who were talking or being involved in something. So it was mostly only Tom and I that went. Um, And it was really good. We could see what they were trying to do. 
SDC came about because obviously Sumo Group is a big group of about 18 different studios and they wanted to bring all the Sumo Digital Studios together. Um, Tom and I were in my car on the way back from Sheffield and we were like, we should do this. We should do something like this once a year where all the all of our employees can get together because we are remote first and and we work really hard to make sure we still have a really good company culture and everyone feels connected and with there's multitude of ways that we do that but the one thing is missing is that we we don't bring everyone together we have in office meetings where a whole team will get together or a discipline will get together obviously everyone like talks online and on video calls but yeah, let's let's do a let's do our own conference. Um, so yeah, it came from that, and I very quickly came up with that it. it should be called MooCon. I'm fully taking advantage of the fact that I came up with that. <laughs> All the best ideas um, arrive either when you're in a, a lengthy car journey or brushing your teeth or something like those. Or the shower. The, or, or shower in the shower. Yeah. yeah, those are the prime time moments when the the, the good ideas land for sure. One hundred percent. Nice. Yeah, and. Just casting my mind back to February 2023 when MooCon happened. The first MooCon happened for the first time and it was incredible to see. I think we managed to get almost everybody in the studio was able to make it in the end, which was like Nina was saying earlier, we're a studio of 125 plus people now who are internationally based. So that's no small feat trying to get everyone together in the same space and little old Bristol, um, but between between Nina and our fantastic admin team of Danielle and Jay's, we were able to to get it together and make it come to pass, which was amazing. Um, so thank you. And I guess that kind of leads me on to what my more my next question is here is uh, what were your personal highlights from MooCon, Nina, and also you, Matt? You were there. I was there. Was there. Everyone was there. We were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were all there. What, what were the personal highlights? Um, the biggest thing that stuck with me is like, I've, I've been with Oracle a long time. I've been, it's been over eight years. And back when I joined, there was only 12 of us and I've always loved my job from pretty much from day one. When I first walked into the office, I, considering I nearly turned the job down, I walked into the office and I was like, I, just, I don't know. I just had a feeling that I was onto something good. And I've always loved the company culture. I've always loved how friendly people are, no matter what size we've been. But, you know, prior to COVID, I think we were 22 people when we went into lockdown in March 2020. And from that moment, we stopped being in the office and we were required during lockdowns. All of our acquisition meetings were done over Zoom, which made it a lot easier keeping it quiet from the rest of the company. But it it was just very odd. And then we grew. So by the time we were acquired in September 21, we were about 55. And then by the time we came around to MooCon at the beginning of this year, we were like, I think, just just shy of 90. All of that happened behind closed doors. And I remember, because we, we did the opening session, was Tom talking to everyone. So the first point of entry that you had at MooCon was everybody sat listening and talking with Tom. And I almost welled up because the visual representation that I had for, for Oroch was the day before we stopped working in the office, which was a very small office, open plan. We used to do like the company wides that we have on Thursdays. Um, if this hasn't been brought up in podcasts before every Thursday morning, everybody logs on to teams 
and we have a company wide where we do a quick project update so everyone knows what's going on in all the other projects at the company. Tom uses it as an opportunity to hi- like you know bring up anything that's going on in the industry or any interesting news, and then I use it to to get any information across about like changes in HR or anything like that. Plus, they're a lot of fun. Um, they used to be every day, and we used to call them stand ups, and that's because we all used to stand up in a circle. Matt, you'll remember this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was there was so few of us that it was possible for us to stand up in our office in a little circle and say what we're all doing that day. You could, yeah, you um, could literally just stand up and just reach out and you know, <laughs> sort of high five everybody. It was that that easy. It's mad. mad. So that that's the last like image that I have in my head in terms of like what Oroch looks like and its people. So to jump from that to literally the next thing being MooCon of about 80 people who all work with us and are fantastic all sat there and we were talking. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it now. There was that great, um, I'm not too sure whether it was taken during the the opening uh, talk from Thomas, but there's that great establishing shot of everybody. We just got mm. all the faces, all the all the faces, all the people. And even just seeing that then, it's just like, wow, what, what, what a trajectory, what a growth. You know, it's absolute madness. It's amazing. But it's also like the, so Jem, our marketing director, um, a couple of years ago, wanted to rebrand which is hilarious because tom agreed under the proviso that we remembered that it's not a cow it's an auroc and it's not to be too cute so what did we end up with a a really cute cow Um, (laughs) but you know to most to most companies i think their branding is just like yeah they know it's important because it's what's projected to to the outside world i know that we're doing a good job with our company culture and i know that most of our people if not all of our people are really happy in their jobs because of how much they've taken on that branding themselves, like being at MooCon and suddenly realizing that everyone moves at each other. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't applaud, we were mooing. And I was just like, you know, you don't do that unless you're happy in an environment. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was really nice. Or like our encouraging victory chants when we're running around the Tough Mudder course, yeah. <laughs> screaming that we are Aurochs, moo, moo, moo. That was yeah, inspired. And referring to ourselves as the herd and yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like loads of people got COVID after MooCon, which we're going to try and avoid, but it wasn't the COVID, it was Moo flu. It was Moo flu. <laughs> what's, what's interesting as well, all those things then, all those little uh, things that become quite significant now, they were all very natural. It wasn't like you sat down with a spreadsheet and said, like, right, this is what, these are all the little terms we need to refer to ourselves as like they just emerge don't they from the people from from all those personalities and as you say they just get taken on like it's nothing and it's hilarious you know it just adds to the bringing people together you know it was it was really incredible and i guess what was really nice as well is matt we had you there in the day able to capture some of that essence you were you were going around recording different snippets um which i'm sure we'll we'll pop in little bits and pieces here throughout this episode for folks to listen into if you're not sure nothing goes wrong with accidentally mixing bears and monkeys so i don't really got that don't ask me Well, I wanted to sort of finalise this one. Lo- lo- I say, loads of great knowledge, take them on board. When we first started doing this, I was going to, in fact, in the team we were in, I was saying, maybe we should get everybody has two points, and if somebody mentions the same point, then you can drop to a second point. And then we realised, because I was dictating the, the order everybody did, our team could go first, so that wouldn't happen to our team. <laughs> um, but I actually thought about it and realised 
there's something really valuable in the same point coming up again and again because what it does it underlines just how valuable that is so something like there's no stupid questions that came up repeatedly something lots of points came up about teamwork lots of points came up about self-care lots of points came up about you know judging when something's done lots of points came up about you know turning to your peers and network so there's lots of really good points and it's great that they will end up overlapping so i hope lots of you take that stuff on board and the repetition of that sort of underlines just how valuable everything is so that was a really good session Thank you. It was just, it was, it was an absolute blast. It was so fun. All of the organic humour and jokes. We're so funny as a company. I don't mean that to like toot our own horns, but like <laughs> we are so funny. Um, yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's really really nice. Um, what, about, what about you, Jess? What was one of your one or two of your personal highlights for you? Um, the first highlight was actually probably uh, axe throwing. Um, so for folks at home, uh, we obviously had the extracurriculars and we packed up our bags for the day at the big conference center. We would then go, Oh, the, it's not over yet. Let's go socialize. Let's go have those water cooler moments. Let's go chat to each other and actually get to collaborate and work together in something that isn't work. Um, so we went ax throwing as one of our activities for after work. I think that's something that's great about Auroc is we've never been one of those companies especially in the games industry it can be quite common for for folks to go always go to the pub and get drunk and that's absolutely fine if people want to do it and we do sometimes we'll organize you know our own socials we go to the pub and have a drink and catch up but that's never it's not a drinking culture that we have here and we've always been clear on that and it helps so many folks actually feel safe um and and like they can belong and we always try to encourage coming up with activities that we can spend time together that aren't circled around that kind of culture. So axe throwing was definitely one of them. Um, and, uh, Tom beat me, uh, absolutely unceremoniously, which I am infuriated about. Um, I really wanted to beat Tom and I didn't. Um, I mean, he's built like a Viking, let's be fair. He is built like a Viking, but <laughs> you know, yeah, the long right. reach just had exactly. the long arms. So it's, exactly. It's an unfair advantage. Yeah. Came up in my performance review afterwards. Did not throw <laughs> axe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was definitely a highlight for me. And then I think the other highlight was probably just every time we always say it, but it's the people, um, the, the people that we employ, the people that we work with every single day. Um, it's, it's a company culture that comes top down from from Nina and Tom and management. There's also a company culture that comes from within organically, grassroots upwards as well. Everyone is on the same kind of wavelength to a broad extent. We have different experiences and backgrounds and age groups and everything in between. But we we're all just really kind, really funny people. And it was lovely to actually spend time with folks in person for me. That was really important. I think a lot of that comes across in the um uh the feature uh video that was that was put together. Um like the whole talk about the the cats thing. Like just mm, that yes. that sort of thing. It's very funny to watch and even you know Tom's in on that as well. Mm. Um but it's that it's again it's all the people coming together. It's very representative of of everything you just described there. People, sense of humor, culture and the thing which is games. It's just, you know, all those things combined. It's very, it's very organic, like you said, like you're saying earlier, because it's happened organically, it, it's authentic, and I think that comes across in things like you know the, the video that came out of Mucon, because I think when you see a lot of 
pages or websites or whatever or stuff that other companies have put together where they don't have that but they're trying to make it look like they do and there's like oh here's a but here's a photo of all of our employees at this thing that we forced them to go to and everyone's just like yay we're at a company <laughs> event like you can see that it's not it's not there but i think yeah you do with with our people it feels it feels very uh yeah yeah it's it's really nice um and i guess that leads me on nicely to another question um that you know we're absolutely always encouraging to go off into tangents and i know the folks at home love hearing our tangents or loathe us for going into tangents um but we talk about the company culture a lot in this pause um and i was wondering just you know if you're able to talk a little bit more about how do we make sure that authenticity comes across that we're not just saying company culture is good as a buzzword you know like what are actionable things that we do um that we've developed over the years and put the hard work into the the key thing i think is putting your money where the, where your mouth is because that that's always the first step to the company culture like you can't you can't get a company culture out of a box and then apply it to your company it's made up of the people that are in it so tom and i have initiatives that encourage it but it relies on everybody else not just taking part but actually engaging with it um and that changes the the that changes it ever so slightly um you know if you if you removed gem for example say if gem left the company and we got a different marketing manager that's going to ever so slightly tweak the company culture because it is the people that that are in it mm -hmm. um so you can have an idea of how you want your company culture to be and definitely you can put things in place that are going to help that regardless of what company you're in. So anti-crunch culture and, um, you know, being people first and making sure that all of our leadership team are trained in leading with empathy. So that's things you can do, but really the bulk of it is going to come from you listen to the people that are working within that culture. So if people are complaining about something, you don't just go, oh, yeah, that they don't know what they're talking about. I don't know why they're complaining about that. And you just ignore it. Probably one of the worst things for, for destroying company culture is letting things fester. So it's literally mold. Like you're, you want to avoid that. And no matter how small it seems to you or, or whoever's in charge, you can't just ignore stuff, mm. um, which can be tricky at times because especially when you're at the top of the company and you're dealing with like the five-year plan and making sure that we can still employ everybody and you know all of that stuff so when someone complains about something that feels very trivial to you it's it you have to make a mental note to not go like oh i've got bigger things to deal with because it's not a bigger thing to that person it's bothering that person and if you leave it with them they're going to be unhappy so it's much quicker to nip stuff in the bud as quickly as you can so that's probably the biggest thing is listen to your people. Like, and if you're a big enough company, like send a survey out every now and again and find out how actually people feel about stuff. Um, you might not be able to fix everything, but you'll at least be aware of it and see where you can fix things. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I mean, like there's, there's twice now that um, we've, we're going to end up referring to bathrooms, but I, I love the way that you said that just now in terms of like mold, you don't want to let, let mold develop. You want to kind of, you want to maintain stuff and, and allow people in instead of just being like a person that is fed the thing without much input. It's very, very interactive. And we do a lot of that. We do a lot of surveys to kind of get that feedback from everybody. Because as you said, then that was the other thing that I absolutely loved where 
you and Tom kind of came up with these these culture principles and you put that out there and then you just watch it grow and you you see how that is digested by all these people and all these brains mm. and it just grows into something else which arguably you and Tom couldn't have come up with yourself because you're not you're not everybody and that's that is where it all stems from you know everything kind of grows from there that's wicked yeah yeah i think i think the other really important thing as well is to always be upfront and honest with with your employees i think there can quite often especially in bigger companies inside or outside the games industry where only certain people are privy to certain information. And obviously there there is some of that that happens because it has to. Um, but we we try and keep it to a minimum. I mean, one of the company-wides a couple of weeks ago, we literally addressed the fact that the games industry is in a bit of flux at the moment. We're seeing a hit after the COVID boom because um, obviously the games industry did very well out of COVID because everyone was at home playing games. Um, that's now slowing down and the industry is feeling the pinch of that. Now, we could have just ignored that and gone, nope, it's fine. We don't want to talk about it because we don't want you to worry about it. But we knew that our people were already worrying about it because you've got Team 17, you've got Unity, you've got X, Y, and Z all making big layoffs at the moment. So, of course, it's going to be on their mind. So we address it. We don't just ignore it or sweep it under under the carpet. And we're honest about that as well. It's not just going... Don't worry, everything's fine. We're fine. We know they're not fine, but we're fine. It's just being honest and saying, look, it's difficult times at the moment for the industry, but Oroc and Sumo have at the priority is not having to make layoffs. Job security mm-hmm. is one of the things that is top of the list. So even when things are going really well, we don't all of a sudden reward everyone with massive pay rises because then that might result in having to let everyone go two years later. Mm-hmm. And it's just you just being honest and upfront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. And I know for myself as a as an employee listening to that and it also resounded with with me when talking to other folks as well, is just knowing that that honesty just really reassures us and um it's one of the things that makes me so happy to work at Auroc and make this obviously I'm doing my my job here as biz dev here but encouraging people to apply for jobs we've got some job openings going at the moment um please check out the website I'll leave the links down in the description below um but but it's a such a surety that job security is the number one uh kind of a priority or approach here as a company in what is usually a very volatile industry Uh, it doesn't mean that bad things will never happen but at least i have the security knowing that we'll try everything we can in our power before anything like that ever were to happen um which can't be said for a lot of others um which is yeah um swinging back to mucon then Mm. um what is there if anything that you can tell us about mucon 24 what are the plans for the future here um so yeah we are already starting to plan for next year um so a couple of sort of bigger changes uh we're going to make it later in the year uh not by much so this year it was in february and uh, next year it's going to be in april a couple of reasons for this uh so annual pay reviews all happen in january uh within the group there's a lot of stuff that happens at the beginning of the year catching up after christmas because the whole of the sumo group shuts down for a week and a half um, so we just found that with it being in February, everybody just felt really rushed and um, like their time was being sunk, especially with the leadership team. So the leads, as well as the discipline directors, so making sure that the content for MooCon was all making the most of the time that we were putting into it. 
So we're moving it to April to give it a bit more breathing room. Also, hopefully the weather will be a bit better. Um, and then the other thing is, so this year it was two days spread over three. So we started at lunchtime on the Tuesday, full day on Wednesday, and then we finished at lunchtime on the Thursday. We realized that so many people were having to travel that really the week was a write-off anyway. Um, so we have decided to make it three days. So it'll be the full three days. So anyone that's traveling from far away will come down the Monday evening. It will be from the morning on the Tuesday. It'll run all the way through to Wednesday, probably mid-afternoon. Um, a lot of work goes into planning and organizing and arranging caterers and evening fun things to do and um venues like all of that stuff that jade and danielle do brilliantly it it takes a lot of work so actually to extend it by that amount of time has it does very little to that amount of workload so it seems like a, an easy win yeah um we depending on where uh listeners are listening to this episode we've had uh, uh simon marshall talking about uh steam fest um, and we alluded to the fact that, you know, the back end involved of putting an event like that together, which of course inherently is a, is a digital event with this, where you've got physical bodies, physical people from all over the world, the admin involved with the back end of that, Nina, goodness me, not my job. Really glad about that. Um, it, it, was a lot. Lot it was a lot. I mean, there's, there's one thing that I'm really glad won't be happening again next year. And that's just because it's already been done. So Towards the end of last year, we decided that we wanted to start sending out welcome packs. Um, so we now all have very nice quality um, branded hoodies. Um, I think there's like a water bottle in there. Nothing. We deliberately didn't want anything that was going to end up in landfill. It's stuff that people are actually going to use. So I think there's like a sticker they can put on their laptop, um, the water bottle and the hoodie. So that's a really nice idea. But we realized we had the problem of, well, that's really nice for everybody new, but we've already got 90 people that already work here and they need one too. So it's like, okay, well, an easy way to get that out to everyone without having to post them is that we have them ready at MooCon and everybody picks up their box at MooCon. Now it worked, but it was a lot of work. Danielle and Jade were printing labels and putting them in piles and then having to like basically do a register of like, Jess, where's Jess? You've got your box. <laughs> um, so now everybody has theirs and everybody new gets sent theirs. So we won't have to do a, do a deal with that this year, with that next year, which will be great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, oh, it makes my brain feel a little bit like treacle is the best way I can describe it. If I thought that I had to you know organize everything and pull it all together like logistically it's it's an incredible skill and talent to have to be able to put something like this together and it always helps as well having the precedent that we've done it once before we know how to improve it for next year we know the kinds of things that worked well and what didn't and that's always really really beneficial to have um yeah so. and we also we surveyed you know this goes back to me saying that, like listen listen to your people and take advantage of what what they're telling you so it's as soon as um as soon as MooCon was done, so that finished on the Thursday, some people were still traveling on the Friday. So literally the following week, um, Danielle and Jade sent a survey out to everyone to to for, for us to figure out what worked, what didn't, what do people want now that they've done one. And we've already reevaluated that to make plans for next year's one so it can be even better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a a strong part of that was around accessibility and making sure because obviously as a remote 
first studio, that means we're able to to look after accessibility needs, both physical and mental, for a lot of our employees. And when it comes to arranging a physical event like MooCon, there's a lot more that needs to be thought about and put into place practically for folks so that they feel like they can attend and put their best foot forward, um, so to speak, in, in re- engaging with the day and, and having fun and taking part in it. So being able to get the accessibility feedback as well will make sure that, you know, the venues we choose are good. The after work activities work for our neurodivergent folk, being able to put together schedules so everyone's clear about how the day will run in advance, that kind of thing. Whereas before, a lot of this was an unknown to us. We didn't know how it would work practically and we have a much better understanding now, which is amazing. Um, and it's nice to see that improvement too. Um, just proud of us. Proud of you, Nina. Proud of Danielle. I'm proud of Jade. I'm proud of everyone that feeds into to MooCon, honestly. Every single person who attends, which is great. And I'm excited to share with the world as well more of the whatever footage or governs or bits and pieces we we capture from MooCon 2024. It's going to be really awesome to share with the world. Yeah, I mean, I literally showed... Um, so I've got a relatively new boyfriend, six months. So he, we weren't together when, when MooCon happened. And I've told him a bit about it. And then I suddenly remembered that there was a video. So literally, I think two nights ago, I showed him the video on LinkedIn. And again, I just got all the feels, like watching everyone be really happy. And like, especially there's a bit where Joe McPhee is talking about it. And he just ends it with just being like, it's just really nice to be with everyone. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure we'll get I'm sure we'll get the weather report from Simon and Joe at MooCon twenty twenty four this year. Oh yeah, they're they're fully getting their own slot. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I wanted to extend it so that we can fit more stuff like that in. You know how um uh, can I make a suggestion or, or a request for MooCon twenty four? Um you know how shops uh, t- like they tend to have those those bells on the doors. You go in like a little independent shop or something. We need like that, but a cowbell for, ev- for as a revolving door with every person that comes through. You just get that cowbell ding, like <laughs> your Swiss cows, like ping ping ding. That would be that would make the event for me if that That's ever incredible. happened. I mean, I have a cowbell. I was gonna say maybe, maybe as like a as a Mucon gift, everyone just gets their own cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. I'm I'm penning that one. I'm taking full credit for that one. Yeah, I think I think branded cowbell will be the gift for next year. <laughs> um, so we like to make jokes. We like to make jokes, but let's be deadly serious now. Um, what do you think? Like going back to the event, what could other small studios or teams learn from us doing something like this? So you know, you're you're another studio, another something, and and they see or hear about something that's going on. Like what? What 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 can what is there to draw this, despite all the things we've just said? But like, what is there to draw from for other studios, perhaps, to who might be wanting to start something like this? Um, I think the key thing is not to get too hung up on the money side of it, because I think you know, coming from us being a very small studio, there was things that I always wanted to do that I knew bigger companies did. Like, for example, I wanted to have some kind of counselling service available to our staff. We were not in a position to be able to afford that. Um, so I know what it's like to be a smaller studio and want to do these things, but there's always ways to do things on a, on a reduced level. So, you know, you can look at us and go MOOC on it's like, well, there's no point in us doing something like that because that's three days of a venue and catering and hotels and all of this other stuff. Um, 
you don't have to do it to that scale. We're very privileged to be in a position where we can. But if if a studio or a company isn't, you take the what's going on at the core. And at the core of that is what Peter Willington likes to call social capital, um, which makes a really lovely thing sound really corporate and I hate it. <laughs> the core of it is you want your people to spend time together. So if that's what you're trying to do, but you don't have much budget, find a way to do it within your budget. So if you have an office, just do it in the office because I assume like, if you're a smaller studio or a smaller company, you're, but you're going to have a smaller space and less people that you have to deal with. So, yeah, just do something in the office. But I think it's about taking the time out of the normal day-to-day to do that. Mm. So if you don't have money to put on your own conference or to take everybody away or, you know, go to the Caribbean for a like leadership conference or anything like that, it's about just spending time together. So write off two days in the office and say, right, we're, d- we're downing tools for the next two days. And instead, we're going to have... Um, you know, it's nice to mix it up with a bit of fun and obviously being productive. So take that time to get some of the stuff done that doesn't get done because you're so busy. So take a look at your to-do list and go like, oh, I've got a task on here to think about how we structure our leadership team in the in the future because we, we've seen these problems are starting to come up. Mm. You take that time to sit down with the people relevant and you brainstorm it. Um, whilst also going, right, in the mornings we're going to do those meetings in the afternoon we're going to rent a projector and we're going to watch ghostbusters as a as an office and then do a game jam off the back of it or you know have a have a q and a on someone that happens to be really into ghostbusters not that any company's got one of those um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's just you know you find what's what's doable for you but it's about getting people together that's the main thing it doesn't need to be flashy you don't need to get everybody a box with a hoodie in it it's just you know we do that because we're in a nice position to be able to but if you if you can't the core of it is getting your people together in a way that kind of breaks down the walls of the day-to-day that was really nice you said in the fast-paced realm of the games industry the best way to keep up to date with everything happening at Oroch Digital is to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, using the handle at Oroch Digital. And we're on LinkedIn too, as Oroch-Digital-Limited. We also encourage you to sign up to our mailing list to receive regular newsletters that go into more detail about our projects and to join our community Discord, who are the first to hear our updates. You can subscribe to the mailing list and join the Discord on our website, orocdigital.com. And whilst you're on the website, be sure to check out our recruitment page under orocdigital.com forward slash jobs, where we post all employment opportunities. Links to all these socials and more are in the episode description. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in the next one. I do, I do have one really important thing to say, and I know this will be warmly felt by the rest of the company, so I, I really want to put the emphasis on this. Moo-woo! <laughs> Moo-woo! Moo-woo! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> have fun, Matt, with yeah. the editing. <laughs>